Welcome! I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today it's episode 528. Look at Romans chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. Let's read our passage. Now it was credited to him, was not written for Abraham alone, but also for us. It will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is in Corinth on his third missionary journey. Paul intends to go to Rome after he accompanies the collection back to Jerusalem to help the poor people in the church in Jerusalem. His desire is to build up the church in Rome, the capital city of the Roman Empire, because Paul's strategy for spreading the gospel is to go to the population centers, commerce centers, centers where people are coming and going, so that they will come, hear the gospel, respond to the gospel, and then take the gospel to far-off places. So what better place than Rome? The section here today is closing out chapter 4. And so this is kind of the summary conclusion of what we've been going through. And it's actually closing out this whole section that he's been talking about justification by faith. He began the section talking about the universal issue of sin, that everyone is under the penalty of sin. No one will escape God's judgment. And he made a big point about the Jews that the Jews are not in the special category, that they will not be judged. Everyone will be judged. So everyone's in the same condition of sinner. And the only solution is to be forgiven of sin. How are you justified that is made righteous before God? Well, it's something only God can do, and he does it based on faith. So this whole section has been justification by faith. And he's closing it out. Not that he's going to leave alone justification by faith. That's the key point of the whole letter. But he's going to start talking about some other aspects of the gospel, how it comes to play. He's been talking in chapter 4 about Abraham. Abraham is the example. Abraham, who God chose and instructed to leave his homeland and go to a far-off place, and God made a promise to Abraham that he would give him many descendants, that he would occupy the land, and that all people would be blessed through his descendants. And Paul's making the point that Jesus is that blessing. And just as Abraham was justified by faith, that's how we are justified. He kept quoting Genesis 15, 6. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. And so he picks it up here in verse 23. He says, Now it was credited to him, was not written for Abraham alone, but also for us. So being written, that occurred, of course, after the fact with Abraham. But the whole point here was this whole concept of believing God and being credited for righteousness. That's not just Abraham. That is still the way to be justified, and that is for us. And the fact that it was captured in the Bible and recorded is for us. So it was credited to him. Well, that's the same way it occurs with us. We believe God, and 
it is credited to us for righteousness. That's how we are justified, by believing God through faith. Now, second part of verse 24, it will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. That's a little different the way Paul normally talks. Normally, Paul talks about believing in Jesus Christ. Here he talks about believing God. Is there a difference? Well, not really. And the point he's making here is the linkage to Abraham. Did Abraham believe in Jesus Christ? No. Abraham had no clue. He knew there would be some kind of blessing. How it would play out? He had no idea about that. But we believe the same God that Abraham believed. And what did Abraham believe? Well, he believed in a God who resurrects, that is, brings life to what is thought to be dead. There it was specifically dealing with the biology of having children. In Abraham and Sarah's eyes, their reproducing aspects were dead. They were well past, well past childbearing age. And it just, it would be impossible for someone of their age to have a baby. And what was necessary for that to happen was bringing life into what was thought to be dead. So that aspect, believing in resurrection. Very different the way we understand resurrection. but. We believe in him who raised Jesus from the dead. There, that you're specifically seeing resurrection, actually raising someone who is dead from the dead back to life. Now, a little troubling here, it says it will be credited to us. I thought it was a done deal, it's already happened. And there's a lot of debate about this. I think the best way to understand this is it's just the way it is written, the way Paul speaks and in translation, that it will be credited, it actually goes back to was written. So when it was written, will be credited to us is a future event. So it was written as a future event, but now, now it's a current event. It's a past event for those who've already believed. It's already happened and is now actually realized. So. Don't get too caught up in this will be credited. I don't think that means anything about in the last days and the final judgment. But as for us, it's already accomplished. But when it was written, it was a future thing. Verse 25. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. He's speaking about Jesus Christ because he just said, believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up our trespasses and raised for our justification. He's probably making a reference here to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is the account of the suffering servant, where we see Jesus very clearly in this passage talking about what uh, is going to happen with God's suffering servant. So just looking at Isaiah 53, verse 5, he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities, punishment for our peace was on him. We are healed by his wounds. And down verse 10, yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him a guilt offering, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days, and by his hand the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. Verse 11, after his anguish he will see light and be satisfied. 
by his knowledge my righteous servant will justify many he will carry away their inequities so you see there the whole idea of well you read the whole thing and the picture of death on a cross and all those events are very clear but the idea of carrying their iniquities justifying many that's the idea here of delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification again if you look at the the details of this you may say wait a minute raised for our justification we're justified by faith and is that accomplished by the resurrection of jesus i thought it was the death of jesus that accomplished our salvation yes if you want to get into the details of it often we talk about the death burial and resurrection of jesus as a single event and often in the bible it's addressed that way the death burial and resurrection are an event yeah it occurs over friday saturday and sunday but it's a it's an event and um, the biblical writers generally just look at that event you know the death of jesus well that includes the burial of jesus and culminates in the resurrection of jesus generally don't break down the parts of it and it's just looked at a single event and that is the blessing that was promised to abraham that through his offspring all people will be blessed through jesus through his death burial and resurrection so when Paul says, raised for our justification. I think he's just addressing the idea of the death, burial, and resurrection, that he was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. I think it's just, just the language he's using. You want to get into the details of it. Uh, we're justified by faith, but that's accomplished through the death of Jesus, which pays the penalty of sin. What about the burial? Well, burial is the certification, essentially, of his actual death. Many people question, did Jesus really die? Well, Jesus was buried by his friends, and friends don't bury their friends if they're still alive. So, yeah, he was dead. He was certified dead by the centurion, but it was sealed by the burial and be put in the tomb. And then what about the resurrection? What does the resurrection accomplish? Well, that's the proof. That's the proof that the promise is true. So each of them has their peace, but overall together, the death, burial, and resurrection, if you just look at them as a single event, I think that's the way Paul looks at this. So when he says, raised for our justification, he's really saying we're justified by faith in his death, burial, and resurrection. So this wraps up his discussion wraps up chapter four we go on now to chapter five in chapter five he's going to start talking about the idea of the assurance provided by the gospel the, the hope of salvation the hope we have in what jesus has done and and how god works through what jesus has done he's going to carry forward this whole idea of justification by faith through the rest of the letter thanks for joining me Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans.